All right, we're back. Nitty gritty. New episode. <laughs> How many times are we going to say that? That was so flat. Like, we're back. <laughs> Nitty gritty. Episode. <laughs> this was fun. We had Mackenzie Bauer, a.k.a. The King. King. That is her new name. From Thread Wallets, soon to be Thread. I was going to say, Thread. And incredible story holy smokes and the fact that she's only 29 that is the part that like i couldn't believe it i still can't believe it yeah well and just to hear how intentional they've been in building but in the culture of their business and how they care about their employees all the products this was a really fun episode another incredible story this one felt like kind of the premise of what we started on like just a classic entrepreneurial but it's no, the same, but it's totally different. Like just like all of them, they all have their own twists. Well, another and, couple that works together, right? I mean, right. She even said she knew that when she was young that she wanted to work with her spouse. That's crazy. Well, when you hear about all the stuff that she was thinking about when she was little, it's like, man, you were to to your point, oh, an old soul. Old soul. Yeah. Like, got married at twenty two. I'm like, yeah, but you were going on like forty one. <laughs> yeah. So really, she has such cool opinions about things and just, you just kind of tell that she really like loves her people. Yeah. She cares about her family, her staff, like just, I don't know, just really good vibes from her. She's, she's a, she was great. Well, they've developed so many good products. She had her, like all of them basically in front of her because she uses what she creates and it's been really cool. We've actually owned like their wallets for years. Right. We've used them for years. It's our favorite wallet at our house. And so it's kind of cool to, to meet them and hear how it was created. So I hope you guys liked the episode. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, episode 108, Brent, right? We've got a powerhouse in here, people. Get ready. She's very kind. She yells at drivers. She has road rage. <laughs> if you drive over 30 in a residential, you deserve to be yelled at, you bastard. This is right? true. This right? is true. Yes. We call her the king. It's <laughs> <laughs> the we first time. Mackenzie <laughs> They've king called me. Bauer, the owner and dominant force and founder behind the one, the only thread wallets. Yes. Which we love in this place. Oh, my wife. We my need to daughter, do some custom ones for Bam Bam. Shut your mouth. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, <sighs> hey, that's an old that. one. That is an older one. So. Yeah. I was introduced to Thread. We call that vintage in the industry. This is vintage. <laughs> Jenna, my wife, got one at like a favorite things party. Okay, cool. And we didn't know it was a Utah company. And she used it for a while as like her vacation wallet because yeah. it was like it's small so, and compact. Yeah. yeah. And then I stole it. Cool. And love it. And we've had it for years. So we love this stuff. Oh, that's cool. So I got like, some I combo sets. I did this whole thing for my, like what you've got, the keychain. Yeah, the I'm decked out. I've got the lip balm holder, AirPods. the AirPods. I got it all. And I right did here. good. I picked out all the colors and everything. I went to the to the stance, thread, the freshly yeah. picked uh-huh. warehouse sale. If you guys didn't go to that dumb, bad move. Yeah, well, it, was it was pretty epic. Awesome. And you guys do it. Don't you guys do it twice a year? Usually? They've done it twice. That was our first time joining. Okay. So. Well, you guys were a hot ticket over there. I fun. watched. Yeah, it was fun. I hovered. <laughs> I finally got some stuff. So anyway, well, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having We've me. We've been this chatting so for like fun. 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is so fun. We'll release that for the subscription service. <laughs> Maybe that's how we'll make money. Dude. The long Trust me. Oh, oh, that's great. Like Masters of Skill. Have you uh-huh. heard of that one? Yeah, oh, they do I that. love that one. Yeah, you great. showed me that one. Yeah. There's so um, many people on that podcast. We could charge good money for the pregame conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we might lose family and friends. I would probably get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Brent has a lot of dirt on me. <laughs> <laughs> like before the conversation starts. But anyway, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. We're excited for this one. Cool. So Thread Wallets. Thread Wallets. So let's let's just dig right into that first. How did that start? Oh goodness. Okay. I've told this story a gazillion I know times. I told you the Bam Bam story though. So with, I, and I'm I said I did to it make like, it more lively because sometimes I'm like da-da, 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 I normally da-da. tell that story kind of flat now because just like yeah, you You're like old. I've told it so many but times. But with you Okay, king. we're gonna go. We're gonna I, the king. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about it like it was like my fortieth time. Not I, I like how we give people names. Like 
Tristan became just Ikaika. Like yeah. he lost his first name oh, when I he came Tristan. in here. Tristan's the best. <laughs> you know? The artist formerly known as <laughs> yeah. Tristan Ikaika. Yep. Okay, thread story. Okay, I'm gonna try to get like really hyped up on this. <laughs> Give it to you. So it's there exciting. I was. There I was. No, you need to watch our the we just had an agency here in Utah do a video, like a long form video for us. So you can like see our whole story. And it's so creative and so funny. And what made you want to do that? Amazing. Just because you're sick of telling um, it? No, it's a it's an ad. So we <laughs> yeah. do it on YouTube okay. and across social media platforms, longer form, and it's doing really well for us. So anyway. Origin okay. story. Yeah. Threat or, wallets or, origin, origin story. story on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. It's really funny. So my husband, Colby, who was my boyfriend at the time, moved. We have a really, this is really cool. And he's really cool because he was able to do this. But he bounced back and forth between BYU-Provo and BYU-Hawaii. Oh, wow. Because he played soccer and he's incredible. So, so good. And he was playing soccer at BYU-Provo, team captain, just killing it. And this soccer coach from BYU-Hawaii was like trying to find like the, you know, stragglers to come over and play at BYU-Hawaii. And well, and BYU's men's soccer team is kind of a weird. Yeah, because they're not NCAA. Right, they're a club. Right, right, and they were. This was when they were. I don't know how they are. They're they were like right professional now. back then. The, right? the, they're like they were really good. Right, and yeah, it's a PDL league, so it's semi-pro. So my husband was playing there. The coach from BYU, BYU Hawaii came in, was trying to pick up soccer players, and Colby was like, "I'm not doing that." And then he was like but you can live in Hawaii. And my husband was like, I'm definitely doing that. (laughs) Sign me up. So he convinced like four buddies to go out to Hawaii with him and they did a semester. And that's when we kind of were introduced. And then... So did he stop? I mean, was it like in the off season? Was it somehow yeah, so different off times? Season. So because BYU Provo isn't NCAA, it's club, they play at a different time than okay. any NCAA, NCAA teams. Okay. So at the BYU Hawaii has gotten rid of all their sports now because it's not anything special. So they, he could do both. He'd go back and forth. So he was playing soccer here through spring, summer, and then that ended and he went over for fall semester at BYU Hawaii and they any school treats athletes like they it's like you want to come play for us like great we'll help you we'll make it work even though like transferring stuff can get kind of hard so he did that and then he finished up fall semester and he moved back to BYU and that's when we met and played another spring summer here and then moved back to Hawaii and that's when we were married so anyway that's why we're going back and forth here giving you some context he was out in Hawaii. He just moved out there for his first semester, and this was in 2013. And like a total rookie, he kept his wallet in his pocket when he went into the ocean, and he lost it. So lost everything, got out, and was like, crap, I have to you know, replace all my cards. And he was looking online after getting all his cards back oh, for a wallet. And he you know, typed in, men, typed in men's wallets on Google, and all he saw was just like, Bifolds, bifolds, bifolds. And like George Costanza type, thick. (laughs) Velcro. Yes. Like just. Yes. Totally. Zip up pocket for your change. You sit at an angle. Yes. He has to get like the the napkins napkins to like even it out (laughs) in the cafe. So he was like, I don't need that. I have my driver's license, my student ID and my credit card. So he went into the local grocery store and took a rubber band off of the broccoli clumps. And use that as his, yeah, they're thick, sturdy rubber bands. So he used that as his um, wallet holder. Off of broccoli? Yeah, yeah. So he was using that and then simultaneously, he. this really is like my husband's story until I come in a little bit later, but he was using that and simultaneously he was taking an entrepreneurship class and I can't remember what, if it was at BYU Hawaii or BYU Provo, but it was basically like how to get a Kickstarter campaign up and running within 24 hours. So he was spending a lot of time on Kickstarter and looking at what did well and this is again back in 2013 so the platform was still really new and minimalist wallets crushed it on kickstarter right. like four hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars so he was like there's obviously a need like i want something smaller and more functional than these boring bifolds that i'm seeing and bulky bifolds and then he wanted something expressive he loved right. companies like stance socks skull candy right. neff headwear was really cool at the time or had been you know, really cool with Sean Neff and what he'd done with beanies and then building a lifestyle company off of it. So he was like, I think that there's room to do something like that with wallets. So he moved back to 
Provo after we were Hawaii. And this is when we met and we'd been kind of introduced at BYU Hawaii, but really started hanging out once we were both, I had graduated from BYU Hawaii and we started hanging out and he jokes that he was using me for my sewing machine because he was (laughs) needing help sewing these projects. So you should have kept your last name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's the, so this is why the video on YouTube is so much, so funny. I, that's what I was just laughing. That's why I had to shut it. Cause the ghost scene. Yeah. The ghost scene. Like yeah. Sewing. It's pretty <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> so oh, we, funny. um, he used me for my sewing machine. We got together, we're dating, hanging out, and we would sew these projects together in my bedroom with my sewing machine. And there's a line so in, in the movie. Yeah. No, this was it. I'm graduated at this time. Okay. So, I'm so not at King Henry. You're good. And this, is, okay. and this is, no, my bedroom, my childhood bedroom. Like oh, my parents wow. Are down oh, okay. Right. So, because I just moved yeah. back. I just moved back from BYU Hawaii and was trying to figure out like what I was going to do. Like I just graduated. So I was in that in-between phase. And we had, he had like a few different projects that he was working on, but we were sewing them together. And in the video, they make fun of it saying that like my parents were like, what are they doing? And we were making wild, passionate wallets. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like, (laughs) it's like so stupid because it was like the most innocent thing. If you, and my parents are totally the type of like no boys in your room, you know? And like one time, Oh, I love love this this one. one. (laughs) Like, Oh, that's what are they doing in there? It has the poop emoji. (laughs) No, it did. It did. So we're dating and, and he, there was a local company, and I honestly don't know. This is terrible of me if they're still around, but they're called Beloved, and they did like uh-huh. crazy sublimated. What was his name? He Jeremy. was on Shark Tank. Jeremy, right? he drew, yeah, something he, like yes, that? he drove around a car with watermelon uh-huh. seeds. Like it was crazy. So he had a, a warehouse down in South Provo and my husband ha- found some white elastic at Joanne's and he was like, I'm just going to go see if I can figure out how to get like cool designs on this. Cause then that will open up like uh, minimalist wallets with expression. And he went in and the little worker there was Colby says he must've been an intern. Cause he didn't even question Colby being there and being like, can I maybe even mess up your machine trying to figure out this works? <laughs> and the guy was like, sure, go for it. So he did. And it worked perfectly. And it was the poop emoji. And he, you know, we always joke like the poop emoji was like the first the one first, created. Yeah, the first created and printed on the wall. And we, you wall. know, when you like see documentaries and it's like, and then like, and that's when the door swung wide right. open, and it's like the or like that's when the ball started rolling. And we're always joking, boy, did it swing! Like this is the <laughs> moment, like with this poop emoji that this is like. But he came over to pick me up, and his FJ Cruiser comes over, and I remember him pulling it out of the little middle compartment and being like, look. And I mean, I was like two weeks into knowing this guy and I was like, like, what have I gotten myself into? Like he's, I'm hoping that he can make, I, we knew pretty quickly our story. We were engaged after three months of knowing each other and married three months later. So we knew pretty quickly that we were going to be, I know it was really fast, be together. And so it was kind of like, is this how he really is? Like, I'm really liking this guy. Is this Am how he's going to provide? Poop emojis? <laughs> emojis? Yeah. But we started doing it together and I was kind of like enamored with him. He was pretty making cool. Wallets, making, making wallets. Making wallets. Yeah. Making Everybody. wallets. Settle started, down. Don't yeah. be nasty. Yeah. So we started doing it. <laughs> you are and feisty today. You are feisty. <laughs> and um, things kind of, and I guess you wouldn't say they started taking off then, but I started helping with like the social media and I'd take pictures with him. And so what was in either of your backgrounds to like get you mm. to this, like to get you to okay, this point? Really interesting question. Yeah. So I studied something completely different. I did international cultural studies with an emphasis in peace building. So really interesting. Hold and on. say that again. Yeah. International, International cultural studies okay. with an emphasis in peace building. At BYU Hawaii, the founding, like David O. McKay, the founding, I guess if if your listeners are familiar with Mormonism or LDS theology, he's he was the prophet at the time. Yeah. You better be. Don't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so he his whole thing, like when he built the school, was like, this is gonna be a hub for people to come and then establish peace internationally. Like this is going oh, to be because it's such a diverse yeah it's such a diverse community there's over like 90 countries represented there and so the whole thing is like come and learn and then take what you learn back to your community and like build a better so where did that come from inside of you so i personal reasons i was like this is really cool like i it was really intriguing i'd always been interested in like psychology and people and so i got into the classes and a lot of them were about like leadership and culture and how to resolve conflict and 
that was really intriguing to me. So I did that and then minored in political science and was kind of thinking like, maybe I'll go to law school, do a conflict resolution, a master's in conflict resolution. But I, I really, I say this and it's, I think people are probably are kind of like, well, you're just saying that because you now own a business, like the shark tank thing. Like I've been doing lemonade stands since I was tiny, <laughs> but I really like, when I, was, I, I was like the nerdy, like hopeful entrepreneur when I was a kid. Like I would knit hats and be like, I could sell these for $5 and like just weird crafty things. Like that was me. Were your parents entrepreneurs? Say, no, my dad is a financial planner. And my mom was a school teacher and stay at home mom. So there's three of us. So I have an older brother, me, and then my younger brother. The middle. The middle with two brothers. Yeah. So I just just wanted to do something like I, and I had told my mom like my whole life, I was like, I, my dad worked a lot, but he was around, like he was a really good dad and did a really good job at balancing it. But I was like, I would rather have my husband like do something that he's passionate about and that we can work together and have family time than have him be like a lawyer and doctor. And I never see him. So I kind of had like always thought that I want to do something with my spouse and Colby had always been entrepreneurial. That like just, he was that is not what most people think. Like I, I really want to work, want with, to my work spouse. with No, I really had always was cool. like, I wanted to do something with, I just, I don't know. I think, and I don't want to dig up my parents because they're amazing and they're like, they're such a great couple together, but they kind of had separate lives. Yeah, like yeah. my dad would go to work. My mom would stay home. He'd come home from work and it was like, how was your day, Greg? Oh, it was fine. And then they'd have dinner and my dad would, we had horses and mules and, you know, and so he'd go take care of those and my mom would get us and then they would do the same thing the next day. And I was like, they don't have anything. And I noticed that growing up and I was like, I hope that like my spouse and I have something that we do together How and that, that we notice that yeah, yeah. yeah. and that you like were so observant at a young age yeah you were married like setting those goals because that's kind of how you know my house growing up oh, of course they're divorced so maybe that's why but totally right same thing yeah. like uh, but my house is kind of the same way too where yeah it's just such a separate thing yeah. and it and sometimes i really do wish that ashley knew more about like what was going on at the yeah. restaurant yeah, and there's so, I think so that's much. That's pretty cool. There's just such a yeah. It's interesting. So I'm like, you're together and you have so many common goals, but then I felt like they didn't really know each other. Like really, yeah. like yeah. they didn't take time. I think that's also maybe the time period. Like it was very much like men go to work, women stay yeah. home, yeah, and different. that's what their parents had done. And um, plus, he was a king. Yes, plus he's a king. Um, so anyway, I noticed that. And so I really wanted to do something with my husband. So Colby and I, from the get-go, I started helping him with this. And it was kind of like, what else are we going to do? Like, this is so fun. But he had been entrepreneurial since he was a kid. He would go around, like, when he was a little kid to people's front doors and say, I will do, like, a front flip on your porch or off your porch if you pay me $5. Like, he was just always <laughs> doing things like that. that and then hilarious. in high school, he wanted to start a t-shirt. Or he was, him and his buddy were coming home from a wakeboard camp and they were like drawing up t-shirts like oh it'd be so cool if we started like a brand called wakeology and they were like yes we sick and his dad was like why don't you so he was in high school and he was like i don't know how to do this and his dad was like well you should do it so he got it was small but he got his he was in arizona and got his shirts in like local skate shops and really yeah like pretty like cool and then he in college developed an app he was really good friends with because garrett g from the bucket list family went played soccer with colby so he was like, oh, that's really cool that Garrett did that. So he started an app called Pick Play, which was like apples to apples, but on your phone and quickly realized that tech is very expensive and very time consuming. And was like, I do not want to do tech. So he's kind of always been dabbling. And then when we met, I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not like super passionate about going to law school if it's not something I want to like do my whole life. And I really want to do something with my spouse and so we got married and we moved back to Hawaii so that he could play so- another season of soccer. And we took, I think, like a thousand wallets with us that we'd sewn up. And we'd done like most all of the production and all the stuff. Like we cut you, like, up. source everything? We did a lot of it ourselves okay. at the beginning. Like we bought the printer. We bought like the heat cutters. We, like, we How did you cut- know what to do? YouTube and just kind of figuring it out. And I mean, I I knew how to do like a straight stitch, right? Like I knew how to sew. And when for that bigger order, we found a seamstress here that helps sew all of them because I was busy. Like we were busy planning the wedding and then we packed everything up and moved the next day to Hawaii. So 
I didn't have time to do all that then, but we, yeah, we did most of it ourselves. We had some family come in and help when we needed to. So what took you to BYU Hawaii originally? Um, I wanted to get out of Utah. Oh, cool. I just was, I, f- first I didn't get accepted to BYU Provo. Ugh. So, you know, that was Stupid a thing. BYU. Can't be a white girl from Utah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're that out. Thing. So I, that was part of it, but, uh, Really, it was like, I want to get out. I've lived in Utah my whole life. My family's very homebody-ish. And I was like, I would love to go somewhere else, but still have the camaraderie of people who like sure. believe the same things that I do. Right. So that was really fun. So I did all my oh, cool. um, undergrad over there, which is unique too, because a lot of people, especially people from Utah, go over for like a semester and come home. But I was over there for three and a half years, which some of the best years of my life. Um Anyway, so my husband, Colby and I, we moved back to Hawaii and those boxes sat empty, not empty, but in the corner of our little apartment at Temple View Apartments with filled with cockroaches and stuff. They're not very nice. And they sat there till probably like November. And then we were like, we don't really want to go home for Christmas with all this stuff because we were going to move. Oops, We were going to move back. And I just spilled my water just so everyone knows what just happened. <laughs> um, See how scared I was about it? Yeah, but it's touching <laughs> like your, it got a little on your computer. It's just a, a tiny bit. It's a unibody aluminum MacBook Pro. <laughs> so it's, we're totally good. We're good. Okay, well, Plus it wasn't I have a lot. Apple Care, so I kind of want a new one. I'm actually really surprised that that didn't spill out more. We're good. No, you're good. Okay, so we moved, so all these boxes were sitting, we're like, we need to do something with this. So we started selling them at farmer's markets and they like were flying off the figurative shelf and it was really cool and both of us were like oh like i colby had kind of felt like this is kind of stupid like it's just a glorified rubber band in essence right so was it were you guys comfortable selling because a lot of times people like love that the idea of like the invention the conception of the product yeah but then they don't like love that piece of i hate selling now like i hate being in front of people like we just went to a trade show and i just like kind of want to sit in the background but at the time it was I thought it was really fun. Okay. Like my strategy is just like find a way to compliment someone and like bring them in. Like anyway, so they, yeah, they, they started selling really well. So Colby was going to combines at that time over Christmas break and was pursuing professional soccer. And then his dad is a financial planner as well. Interesting enough. And what a boring industry. <laughs> what a, Seriously. So boring. <laughs> so he was like, I could go work with my dad. I've got like offers to play professional soccer. And then I have this wallet thing. And we were sitting in my, again, childhood bedroom because we moved back and we didn't have anywhere to go. So we were living in my bedroom with all of our wedding gifts around us. Like we had a tiny space of carpet to walk around, the sewing machine on the desk, like everything was in my bedroom. And, um, you know, such good times. It was so crazy. And I remember sitting there and Colby was like, I am so done with soccer. Like all the guys playing soccer now are, they start professional like when they're 17 or 18 and he was 25 and he was like, I bring leadership and knowledge and experience, but I'd play for two years and I'm done. Like it's not a long-term thing. And he was like, I'm so ready to do, pursue something that has long-term value for us. Get onto the next step of things. Yeah. So it was hard, but we were like, okay, let's do it. And we've got this idea We've got 500 followers on Instagram. And Did you have like the name and everything, like a business mm-hmm. set up? Yep. So not at, this was like Christmas time and we hadn't yet. Like we were kind of like, okay. And then we talked about it and we were like, let's do it. Let's give ourselves six months and see if we can make anything out of this. And if we can, then we'll continue forward. If we can't, then we'll pivot. And we were crunching numbers and we were like, okay, if we can do like, five wallets a day and we were like five wallets 10 wallets like we can make that happen if it's door-to-door selling our wallet these wallets we can sell five to ten wallets a day so we established the LLC. it's like literally i think the paperwork is january 1st 2015 like it's real like we started right then and we put together a kickstarter campaign for the company and we launched that in march i believe and then we did 35,000 and then we launched our website like beginning of June after fulfilling all those orders. And all of this was out of my parents' house because we didn't have any income, neither of us. I like would babysit on the side and he was, when he could, he would coach soccer. Okay. So we had like a little bit, but we didn't have enough to pay for rent or anything. So and were you making were, all of them by hand at that time? Sewing, yep. Sewing them, printing them, pressing them, cutting the elastic, like 
will probably have lung cancer from the heat cutter <laughs> and the, I, it was like bad. Like we, our house in January, February, when we'd be making them, we'd have to open the doors to get a breeze in. Cause it was just so fume, so many fumes. And we made them to order a lot of times. So we'd get like five orders online and it would be like one watermelon design, one floral design. And then he'd go down and he'd cut up the elastic and print it and do all the stuff and then bring it to me and I'd sew it. And so anyway, that is to that point where, how that went. And then we launched our website beginning of June, like I said, and it actually did really well. And then we closed out that first year with around like 140,000 in sales. Dang. So, so it how, was how were you really marketing cool. that first year? Instagram. Just Instagram. We didn't do it. Like we had no idea how to do online advertising. So it was like events or pop-up shops and Instagram and just hustling, just hustling. And it's Did either of you know, crazy. like anything about social media, like were you active I think, on it? So I had had like uh, in the glory days of like blogger.com, you know, I'd had a blog and I think I, I actually pinpointed this about a year ago. Why I like gravitated towards the marketing is what I studied was so rooted in people's narratives and understanding how to help people through conflict and understand each other. And that's what marketing is. Marketing is relate getting people to relate yeah. to something and to build a community. And that's what so many of my classes and my studies were about. We're like community building, um, bringing together people over a common idea or value. And so I think that's why I was drawn to like building the social media following stuff. Cause it was like, I can pull people together over the, like a commute, build a community over this. So that is where I focused. And my husband just started kind of gravitated towards all the operational sides of things. And yeah, we finished that first year out and was really awesome because my dad was so skeptical of it. I mean, he's like an A plus B equals C kind of guy. And every day he'd come home and we'd be like sewing wallets and Colby would be pressing them with this huge heat, um, heat press. My dad would be like making wallets again, huh? Like kind of like who, and my dad is like, (laughs) my dad is wrestled in high school, big hunter, businessman, like mules and horses, mules. Like he is like farm cowboy and when my husband asked Stop for my hand, in, wallets yeah. in his daughter's room. <laughs> my, yeah. When my <laughs> husband asked for my hand, my dad was like, if you like ever hurt my daughter, or don't kick, take care of her. I will kill you. And I know my dad meant it. Like my dad, like he would make good on his word with that. So Colby was very much like, Oh, and I think my dad was very skeptical, but that first year when my dad saw that and it really was just like the two of us, he was like, okay, like I, I mean, that's more than a lot of people see. And so that was really cool and really fulfilling. So that is the story of a lower priced. That's what's really cool. And they're all making them by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was really cool. A lot of stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of wallets that we were doing. Yeah. 140, like 144,000 overall sales with the two of us and like our wallets were like 15 bucks and that was the only product we had at the time was the influencer thing it wasn't even a real thing at that time that's why we were so lucky like we were so early instagram in 2014 when we kind of started that's when we were like out in hawaii and like doing the farmers markets and stuff and we would ask people like if you follow us we'll give you a little discount so that's when we started building the following instagram was four years old so it was like so much easier. Yeah. It's so yeah, harder now. The algorithm thing hasn't, yes. hasn't really kicked in yet, yep. right? No, that was like probably three years into business. So we were so lucky. Was there like a moment or a person who either like super like did anything specific that first year or was it just kind of like like one sale at a time type of thing? You know, like was there a specific moment or someone came in with like a huge order that really or made a jump to the next level. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think at that time it was just kind of like one order at a time. Okay. And then 2016, we started like doing more collaborations and giveaways and things. And we had a big order from Vivint. Okay. They actually ordered like a huge order of custom wallets for their sales team. And then chubbies, if you know the shorts, they do like oh, really yeah. Oh, yeah. loud, outspoken. They oh, put in. Kid. They've been around forever. Yeah. The stretchy shorts, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. They did an order for like, I don't know how many units, but it was a lot too. So both of those orders together, it was like, it was enough to get us out of, by that point we were living in a small two bedroom house and running everything out of the second bedroom. And that was enough to get us into an office. Oh, wow. And so those two orders were like, 
game changers for us. And that was when also we were like, we cannot do the production ourselves anymore. Like we did, that was probably like 5,000 wallets that we had to have both done, printed. Like the process is like print the paper, cut the paper, paper on elastic, heat press it for a minute. And you have to cut the elastic first with a heat cutter. So that's it. And then you have to like sew it. So it's, it was very time consuming. Wow. So that's crazy. When was the first employee? Um, we have a f- our first few employees kind of fight over this. <laughs> like, who was the actual first? So my brother Ryan got home from his LDS mission in 2015. So okay. like eight months after we'd gotten married, and I think like technically he was probably the first. But he wasn't official. Like it, oh, there was okay. no document. You know, like we were paying him kind of under the table to help sure. with the odds and ends. And then we hired Logan England, who's our e-commerce e-commerce manager to this day, and he's an executive on our team now and has equity in the company. He started running our ads. Okay. So that was like him and Ryan go back, for, and forth. go back and forth for like who was the actual first. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So when you decided to take production out of your bedroom Mm -hmm. is that when you went like overseas to Mm -hmm. do something yeah and how did you figure that out Mm, okay so we what's funny is that early early days we did an order over in china and it came back and it wasn't perfect but it Mm -hmm. was really close but because it wasn't perfect and we didn't know any better we were like i guess we're just gonna have to keep doing it ourselves so we just kept doing it ourselves and then 2016 i was pregnant with our first um little girl ray and i was like we cannot have this in the house anymore and i can't be shipping these anymore like this is insane so colby started working with a local company actually to get things moving with overseas, but it was so expensive because they, our product, we don't have a high price point. So we don't have a lot of margin and room for like third party people. Yep. So it was like three, $4 for one wallet. Cause there's so many middlemen and Colby was like, we can't do this. Like I'm going to figure it out. So he went back to Alibaba, started figuring it out, getting samples. And I believe it was the same factory that we originally used that we ended up working with again. But we just realized at that time that you just keep, sending back samples and tweaking things until it's perfect so that is yeah that's how we did it we just totally sound excited when you told that whole entire story (laughs) by the way that one wasn't excited that part or like just all just the whole thing like you you guys still see the emotion you guys are engaging well good no seriously like because that's i love it i love when people like you talk about your college degree which i guess you did have a point where you used it yeah with the marketing thing Mm mm-hmm but it is so funny that people go to school and then they start a business in their bedroom. Yeah, isn't that funny? Sewing their own wallets. Like, isn't that you, so right? funny? Yeah. And so it's like you almost wish we could start some sort of like entrepreneurial, you know, job core type thing where it's like you don't have to go to college, but just come over here for a year and we will teach you how to start your own business. Yeah. Like how cool would that be? Oh, it'd be so cool. We talk a lot about that actually, it's especially because I feel like the traditional – route of college just doesn't work for everyone it's, it's a, weird just a criminal organization I think a, is what it is i think there's a company that's going to be doing that soon oh yes it is i think susan Oops. peterson's on the board i think she is well there's like is it tangible? the owner is building a huge mansion you're so stupid <laughs> <laughs> wait this guy right here remember oh. i said he has nine companies oh yes that's one of them yeah what this is... isn't your podcast though andrew okay wait i do want to hear this about is the this, king's though. podcast we'll talk about it no, i'm just kidding great it's great. actually ama- it's amazing Cool. But yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's the. Just tell her what it is. Just, just tell her what Give it is. Give me a brief. It's an online the, education company. Cool. So we'll start with financial literacy and then work into job skills and entrepreneurship. Kids, like, love it. Love it. In love school, it. like learning yeah, stuff cool. that none yeah. of us learn, which is so, Great. so amazing. Life but skills. Anyways, holy so where did the name Thread come from? Um, because I hate naming companies. It's like the bane. That of my one was existence. actually so easy. People ask about the logo and stuff. My husband was looking at his pants and noticing how the stitches come together, and it looked like this. That so it. that's our logo, and then it was like thread. Like we have, but yeah, it, we use thread. Like it's all like elastic. Like most wallets are leather. Right. So yeah, with thread wallets. That's awesome. 
And then we're dro- we're trying to drop wallets. It'll take time. But oh, uh, we're I, know. I just looked at the bifold ones. I'm like, yeah. they're all sold out. Damn oh it. gosh, yeah. This Thank you, awesome. COVID. Thank you, COVID. 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 You yeah. Suck. Vietnam is like shut down again and that's where our factories are now and yeah it's been a nightmare but when we get more in stock I will get you some thank goodness yes so what was like what was the thing that most surprised you that first year that's a great question probably that we were able to bank more than a hundred thousand dollars with a fifteen dollar price point item without like ad spend or anything at that point that was crazy like even looking back at that I'm like I don't know how we did that and that we didn't have any employees. Like it was really, I mean, we, again, I don't want to discredit the help that we received from family or friends. Like my mom would help cut the papers and things, but yeah, that is really surprising to me. So like at that time, did you have a vision of where you thought this could go or was it, I just need to get the order done. That's in front of me. I think it was that. Because Colby and I were talking about this the other day. Like, could you ever imagine that it would be what it is now? We have, We've come in on the Inc. 500 twice, two years in a row now. We have 38 employees. And well, like, how many products use do you have right now? Oh my gosh, we have a lot. Like, so many. So I'm like, I don't think I ever, I had hopes that it would turn into something more than just selling a wallet and packaging it. But I think it was just so focused on like every day getting off, getting our to do list done and like taking care of the shit that went along with running your own business that there wasn't much time to think large scale on like what it could yeah. be. Like, yeah, it's just, it's so fascinating. So many of these big businesses and brands, they're starting simply like this. I was at lunch with a kid today and you know, you, you kind of lose track or you start comparing yourself like, Oh, if I'm going to build this company, I need to have this type of organization right. and do all these things. But almost all of these big businesses, <laughs> but not only that, but they start with not that as the goal. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the goal is I want to make a wallet. Yeah. I want to go to Target. Yeah. I want to buy this. Yeah. You know, and that's how I don't want a real job. Yeah, yeah totally. Those I think those that. were like the first real thing. The first problems were like, we don't want a real job. Like we had a problem, like legit problem. Colby needed a new wallet. And I actually like when I started using it, I was the one that told him to put the key ring on it because I hate carrying around a purse. Right. I'm not a wow. purse person. So it was like a real solution for me and a real solution for him. So there was the problem. And then it was like, we want to work together and we want, we don't want to work for anyone else. Right. And now it's become like, we want to become the go-to brand for all things carry. So right. anything carry items. Okay. So that's Interesting. It kind of morphed, but yeah, there's in those first years, you kind of ha- only have to focus. You have to focus on what's right in front of you. Well, yeah. How many people, cause I know in my space, like in, in the restaurant world, that's kind of like the kiss of death is people want to be too big too quick. Yeah. They think everything has to be just so. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're doing like five fine dining and stuff like that, it's a little different. But it's crazy how many people will spend. I mean, I opened this place for 45000 bucks. Like yeah. most people will spend a quarter million dollars because they think yep. the light fixtures have yep. to get. So I think Minimal viable you product. Can, yeah. You just have to get something out and then it turns into something more. I have no idea what that means. But yes, I <laughs> so totally agree. Minimal MVP. It's come like, on, Cam. You know on, this. You know what are you talking about? <laughs> MVP? Like, I got that in T-ball. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like the most basic stuff, you know? Right. I think a lot of people are so worried about having it. When I talk to other business owners, it's like, well, I don't want him to steal my idea or it's not perfect yet. And it's like, it doesn't need to be perfect. No. We've made so many different changes and iterations of our product over the years to make it better. And then we've added other products to complement it. And it's so it. different than what it was. It, yeah. Well, it's like Step Shark by Tank. step. What's the first thing they always ask? What are your sales? Yeah. Like if somebody goes in like, well, we just barely launched this month. Like we have this great idea. They're just like, we don't care. You have zero value to us. Like start, sell, and then build from, you know, what you bring in. Right. Yeah, totally. And so. You need that feedback. Right. Was there a, has there been like a pinch me moment? Like one of those things where like, I can't believe like this is happening. I, there's been a lot of cool things like the Inc. 500 has been cool. Those like the awards are cool and fun and the the, like goals, the the revenue goals. Yeah. But I think the biggest pinch me moments are things with our team members. Okay. Like I, it's like so cheesy, but it is the best. Like nothing 
is makes me happier in business than when I hear one of our employees say that they love working at Thread. Like when this is their dream job. Yeah. Like that is better to me. I don't care how much money we're making. If we were making $50,000 a year and someone said that, I'd be so like stoked. Yeah. Like, of course you have to be making money to keep everyone For in sure. business, yeah. but that is like, we do customer feedback surveys and stuff. And when you go through the result or the people's responses, it's like, that's the pinch me moments for yeah, me, I think. That's cool. Have you had any, do you guys do a lot of collaborations with other brands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bam Bams. Bam. We need to. Coming soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wouldn't I that be if Hamilton so was on the front of it. Oh my gosh. I can't what, wait. Is Hamilton the pig? It's the pig out front. Yeah, okay, we call yeah, him hams. <laughs> that needs to happen. Um, yeah, we've done some big ones. I, we a small part of our business, but it is an awesome part of our business is we do custom work for corporations. So we've done stuff for like Chick Fil A, Coke, um, Vivint, Google, and they'll so just order. Companies. Yeah, yeah, these really small companies. <laughs> it's a lot of local startups. <laughs> but we'll st- we'll do stuff for like schools too, high schools, yeah. where they'll be like, oh, we want to have them for our students this year, so they'll get their That's colors awesome. and their logo on it and give it out of swag. There's part of our swag for our high school students. That we there you have. go. Yeah. So that those are Good cool idea. collaborations. Yeah. But a lot of those aren't public facing as much because it's their product. Like once it has their branding on it. I mean, we have our brand on there too, but we've done some really cool ones. We just did one with Brixton. We have, um, I don't think we've really talked much about it like publicly, but we have one with Cotopaxi coming out. We have done some with influencers. Like we just did one with Summer McKean. She's like a ridiculous following on social media. I don't know how people keep up with all of that Me but either. i haven't posted it's crazy june 8th from bam bam <laughs> i'm surprised that you actually know the date though well it's because i just looked the other day because of how bad it's been like it's been oh, the summer of burnout media. for me that's we can also hard. talk about the hours i've spent in the restaurant this summer social media can be like the last thing you want to do it takes it, a lot uh, of for work me, that's totally I think people are like oh social media is easy you just post a picture like i wish i could build a following and it's like no no, you, yeah. don't no, you don't know. Well, I think you it's generational. Do it. I think. How old are you? Twenty nine. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You're only twenty nine years old. I'm only twenty nine. Do I look older? It's not that you look older. You just have like a very old school way about you. Oh well. Does that I make hope sense? That's like, good. Kinda, it is. You're like, kind like, of like an old like soul. An old soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like soul. I grew up on the Eagles and like Ario Speedwagon. Like that was my first concert was Ario Speedwagon Good Sticks. Parents. Strong parents. Yeah. Z- my dad took us to ZZ Top for f- family. OMG. Isn't that awesome? I love your parents. Yeah, they're great. They're the king. They're really great. He's the king. <laughs> they're really great people. Seriously, how like, cool is that? My dad cried when Glenn Fry died. I know. I was so was sad about that. Mm-hmm. I was just yep. listening to that yesterday. It's like Don Henley's cool, but. Glenn Fry. Just Take it easy. Glenn Fry. Yeah. Yeah, I grew I up know. on that stuff. Nilly Glenn Fry seemed like Maybe that the everyman. Like Don Henley seems kind of like a douche. Yeah, I think he might. Well, I think together they were kind of douchey. Have you watched the documentary? Yeah, I like, yeah. kind of liked it. I know. They're a little That's kind of where I formed that. Well, and you should be, right? You're a rock band from the 70s. Yeah. Oh, they're so See, great. but you totally are an old soul then. Yeah, I love that stuff. You're That's 29. 29. So you started this, I mean, early mature. 20s then. Yeah, Colby and I got married when we were, tw- I was 22. So... Wow. Yeah, so coming up on seven years. Welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Like, you got married when? I, like we're in Utah people. Oh, okay. Three months. Yeah, it's crazy. I will never let my daughters do what I did. But it that worked funny? out. Why do we always say that? Like, I'm not going to let my kids They're do gonna, that. Your daughter will get married when she's 19. Oh. Yes, cursed herself. But Both yeah. of you're them. 22. So I married my wife. She was 21. I was 26. But Jenna was 19. She was, oh, geez. And I you were like 31. I'm just like, I think that people. Well, you're a, mature though. Like, that's oh, what I'm saying. You. Like, you have just the fact that even before you were married, you're like, I would like to find a profession that I can work with my spouse. So I have, <laughs> we don't have separate lives. Like, what kid is thinking about that stuff? So, I mean, Funny. 22 is not, it sounds young, but 22 is very different for a lot of people, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I think my husband and I's biggest thing is that some like age and time because we were married very quickly, but our thing is like experience over time Sure. because you can know someone for 10 years, but say you just work with them. So you only ever see them in the cubicle next to you. Like how well do you actually know that person? But in the six months we were 
like together before we got married yeah in my bedroom like we really got to know each other <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry. Biblically, so funny. in the biblical they, sense, like get to video. know each other. The video she it's was awesome. talking about. You need to go watch it. So yeah. It gives context. Funny. Oh my god! But he like broke his wrist and didn't have family near, so I had to take. That sounds so trivial, but that had to help take care of him with that. And then he, his mom is an addict and was in jail for when we got married. So there was a lot of things like that that we had to bond bond over and help each other through. So I think with like experience and then for me being 22 and getting married i'd also experienced a lot i'd lived out of utah i'd lived abroad for a summer there were different things that i feel like maybe kind of sent me forward i don't know totally but it was cool well and good parenting yeah right i mean that's that's all part of it so that's interesting what yeah zz top zz top yeah also had been in a really shitty relationship for two years and so i like knew exactly what i wanted because i'd had a really bad relationship well it's interesting that like you talking about Kobe wanting to play pro soccer at 25, like not a lot of wives would be too into that. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, I was, I was sad up. when he hung up his up. cleats. I was cause he's so good. Well, he that's so thing. good. That's cool. See, it's good to be supportive and you're so young. So it's like, have a little bit of fun, right? Yeah, totally. Wow. Totally. You guys so, are way ahead of the game. How do you think like, or did it, did being in Utah, like the entrepreneur environment yeah. here did that help has that helped thread do you think the best like it is the reason for our success i think we just so love I, utah i don't think people realize it, but like the oh. entrepreneur oh, environment and like the camaraderie everyone willing to help i think is so huge especially for it's female entrepreneurs I think. like there, there's a i think in a lot of places it would be so much harder but you have so much access like very close by to just yes amazing it's so cool man. yeah do you have any local like people that you would consider mentors um yes susan peterson who's been on the podcast she when you were saying like camaraderie and stuff she is one of the first people well she just i remember we reached out to her and she was like come over to our office when she was in the office that we're currently in we're in susan's old office so yeah i just utah's so great people are so helpful and willing to like spend time at least everyone that i've interacted with and i've been really really grateful for that but yeah utah I don't, I think also because especially Utah Valley, we're right in the middle of two universities. And so it was cool because we would literally see people buy here from us. And then we'd start seeing these little pockets pop up in other areas around the country. And my own, and this was before Facebook advertising. Uh, So my only assumption was that it's people were here from Minnesota or Arizona or Oregon and they'd take it home for their families for Christmas or whatever. And so it was cool. And I think that that really is a big part of the reason why we had the success and Mormons are so homogenous that it's like, it just, if one person picks up on it, it just, you mean members of the church? Yeah. Members of the church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints. I hate it. It's so long. It's so long. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's so <laughs> rad. When did you guys decide to enter or like, um, what was the word? I just lost it. Introduce like new products. Like when did you decide like, okay, we're going to stop just our core wallet? Yeah. Um, can we pause really quick yep. so you guys can cut? Sorry. I have is my... He failing? No, no, he's not <laughs> failing. He failing? <laughs> my oldest is at preschool right now and she... If you have to go, we can stop. No, no, no. Okay. We're good. We're good. Awesome. No, I just, there's an after school program. So I've asked if she could stay to the after school, but then the preschool teacher was like, no one else is staying. So we don't know if we need, you know, it's like it's just one kid staying. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is the nitty gritty. This is the nitty gritty though of it. my life. Real. This is figuring out babysitters and nannies. That's be- what but, being a woman in a business is. And I'm glad you said that. We're keeping that in. Yeah, right? we're not cutting that part because <laughs> no, that's so important. To that's real knowledge. That talk t- about. Yeah. Well, and that's we've talked about it in here a ton. That's what makes you know this. So many female entrepreneurs now. It's such a cool thing because the talent of being a mom is it totally carries over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we all whine about we as in men, right? Just like dealing with stuff at home. Like you just did. Like I would totally, cause with men, it's like we get the box out, we open the box, we do whatever we're doing. We close the box, put it away. Yeah. Then we go to our next box. Yeah. And you're just like, I've got the babysitter over here. <laughs> <cooking> <laughs> over here, thread wallets. Like, yeah, I transfer know, money over I'm here. I always, 
and it's it's a gift like, oh i business. am like a chicken with its head cut off a lot of times just running around right like, yeah but your brain was built to do that like i just watched <laughs> well, the tony robin things so all kind. about it i could sit talk with it. you for two hours you're very entertaining and well thank you yeah, hours we are on pretty end. fun Entertaining you're fun and very too. Kind. I still can't Thank believe you. you're only 29 years old. Okay, so you d- you did say something earlier that maybe I didn't hear the rest of it, but you said you're phasing out wallets. Oh, you asked about products, and yeah, then and that's okay, well, fa- okay, wanted to tie that phasing in, out like, wallets, and you asked about products. So we started our second product that we launched was a lanyard, mm-hmm. and we actually, my husband and I, got in a pretty big argument about it because I was like, lanyards, that's so dumb, like <laughs> lanyards, and like who's gonna buy a lanyard? Like everyone has a free lanyard, but what we noticed is that most all of the customers that we saw in person, like at the mall or at shop, like uh, pop-up shops or whatever, they would get it and they would attach it to like their keys that were being held by an old lander that they got from high school or shoelace or something from like a random convention. I, I was just at a state fair in Alaska and I got like an army one, like an old crappy uh-huh. lanyard. And my husband was like, if people are using lanyards with the wallet, like why can't we make the lanyard for them? So it was like a no brainer. So we did, we released, launched lanyards that match our wallets. They hook onto it because our wallets have a little keychain, and they're our best selling product now. Your lanyards are? The lanyards are. Really? Yep. So that was like the next product. And then we wanted to release a more elevated. So we did like the bifold and the leather wallet that has elastic on the sides that it reached like a different audience. I know. (laughs) Don't remind me. It's so devastating. Stupid Vietnam. Um, Yeah. Vietnam and the shipping containers in California, all the messes that COVID has brought. Oh, I forgot about the California port thing. Yeah. The shipping containers, all all the stuff. It's just like this year has been worse than the COVID year for us. Anyway, that's a whole different story, but that is how we've kind of step by step. And then chapstick holders, everyone was like sticking their chapstick in the elastic pocket Uh or asked for it. So we launched it. And now that's like one of our best selling products too, which is kind of fun to see. I get some shine thread things going on. Well, it's really funny because they're products that I think a lot of people, a lot of people say, and this sounds cocky, like I wish I would have thought of that because they're just so simple Mm -hmm. and they're like so easy. And, so it's kind of fun to be like, oh, we've created a business off of these little kind of tchotchke like lanyards yeah, and chapstick yeah. holders, but they're fun. Anyway, so phasing out thread wallets is we want to be more than wallets. So we have crossbody bags now. We're designing and developing like a really cool backpack right. and hopefully get into like laptop cases and duffel bags and stuff at some point. So more like Herschel, if you know Herschel, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but mixed with like vans. Because Herschel's wow. a little too like travely and um, like sophisticated kind of. Yeah, too formal. Too formal. And we want to be a little bit more like action sports, expressive, right. funky. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. Interesting. Just kind of making that change. So and getting, everyone refers to it as thread anyway. Like so I'm not like, getting rid of the wallets. Just yeah. the The wallets the will word. still be there, but the wallets is in the word. Because like, oh, our company I, okay. is registered as Thread Wallets LLC. Okay, now So I we are getting like, the why trade. Are you getting rid of the original product? Yeah, we're like, there. We don't no. need them anymore. <laughs> no. No, keeping, we're always going to sell wallets as long as we're just physical cards. But just, and everyone refers to it as that for the most part. Yeah, like, oh, how's say. thread going? How's yeah. this? Like, oh, I got a new thread. Like... So yeah, the thing at that sale, my when my wife found out you were there, she's like, lanyard was the first thing she said. It was like lanyard, chapstick holders, like yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And you could match all these things. Like Yeah. I know. It is. It's, it's really crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Like That's I feel fun. like athletes have been using lanyards for Years. Years. What is it about? Care. You like know what I mean? Like you go play ball and you just throw it on. It's because you didn't have pockets. Your right. basketball shorts right. they didn't have pockets or didn't have zippers, so crap yep. was falling out. And they're handy. Yeah, they're awesome. Wow. I love mine. I mean, I'm biased, but I do use it every day. Well, but that's the thing is sometimes, sometimes when you own it, you get sick of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the fact that you do use it means. Do you ever get sick of your barbecue? Yes, I do. Really? I Totally. But if I eat it, like I ate it for lunch today, I'm like, that just means it's really good. Like, yeah. Because if, it, I mean, yeah, it's free for me, but still, <laughs> it's like, but to me, that says like there's a function to it too. Like you're yeah. not just carrying it because it's your company. Oh, it's, it's so, yeah. You, very that personal. is, you don't like purse it. Like this is how you like to carry yeah. your things. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, maybe in my head it makes sense, but. Well, thank you. Maybe it's not coming through on the mic, but. No, it's, it's no, it, it yeah, is coming like, through. It, it, it serves and a I purpose for you more than just saying 
it's my company, so I have to use it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I keep looking at the AirPods case because I, I use one of those too now and it's, it's amazing. And your phone cases look amazing too. Yeah, they're awesome. So. The phone case has been a really finicky product, though. It, like, we can't get... Interesting. Why is the that? Ela- for whatever reason, the elastic stretches out more. I think because people, when they pull out their cards, like this you have can grab from the top or bottom. Yeah, you can just, like, push them almost, too. And people... So the elastic always stretches out um, oh, more than we'd hope. But we're so working on it. When you're coming with a new product, how many, like, failed attempts do you have before you actually get to, like, your end product? Or, mm-hmm. secondary question, how many product ideas have you had that haven't made it to like your production line? That's a really good question. That would be hard. Like you probably have count, especially where you want to be like the carry, like anything you yeah. carry, like, yeah, like it could be like a lot what, of different what things. What makes it through? Uh-huh. How many can you work on at a time? Like designing? Yeah. I, okay. I'm trying to think there have been products, most products that we have discontinued we made them like, it's just easy. Our product and our supply chain is pretty easy. It's not like a complicated thing. So for the most part, if we have an idea, we can kind of just throw it together and do a small order and test it. And if it doesn't work, we just drop it. Okay. Um, things that haven't worked for us. Like we did like branded t-shirts, like stuff that was like totally just didn't have anything to do with our core line. And those have just sat on the website forever. Like pins, a lot of like accessory things that we thought would be cool but in terms of like products we haven't really we pulled we did a stick on wallet that stuck on the back of the phone case but that was kind of the same thing like we launched it it didn't perform as well as we'd hope and it we have the phone case so it's kind of like we already have two products competing for each other which was silly but in terms of like product expansion and what we want to do right now our head is kind of just focused on that backpack. It's yeah. kind of like we have we have received no outside capital. And so we have to stay really lean with what we're working on and developing and um, like what's in the pipeline. Yeah. Do you, is your end goal to like build this empire that kids will step into? Or like, are you, would you rather like mm. be acquired and start something else? Like the entrepreneur bug, is it starting yeah. to tick up? Well, that's a very hard question to ask because part of us want to have something to do with thread for as long as it's like, we want to build a brand that's here to stay. Like it's, we don't want to just be something that comes and goes. And I think we've positioned ourselves like we have a good following. We're growing, like things are really well going well. So I'm hoping that it can be around for a while. And I think that we'd like to be a part of it into some capacity for a long time. Yeah. But we do want to have some sort of exit too, because liquidity, like liquidation event, because everything of ours right now is tied up in the business. It's like what we've invested everything in. So that would be nice. Um, When it comes to like the future plans, Yes, we want to start other things and invest in other things. Right now we're working on, my husband in particular is working on developing. So our slogan is carry on, which speaks to the products because they carry your products. And then it also speaks to this mindset of like progression. And we do a lot with like skaters and surfers. So moving forward after falling down. So that's our slogan. And my husband, I mentioned this earlier, but his mom has dealt with addiction and been in and out of rehab and jail for his whole life. And then his dad's also dealt with addiction and substance abuse and um, mental health issues run rampant in his family with um, eating disorders and suicide. Wow. So he, we're working on, a st- we just filed for a 501c3 mm-hmm. and we're establishing the carry on foundation. Very cool. So it's going to be a foundation that helps kids cope with stresses and anxiety through action sports. So like skate camps, we're going to open like an indoor skate park here in Utah, which will be like the first indoor or like not the first, but one of the first because skating in the winter months is, isn't accessible for kids here. And it's an inexpensive sport for kids to get into. And my husband, that's been his coping mechanism when he's like feeling really stressed and dealing with all these really crazy things. So that's kind of where if we did have a liquidation event where we exited thread, we would hope to stay on with the foundation and be like the board, okay. be, be there, like the president there. You guys have a, like a mini skate park in the office, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. A little ramp. That's so cool. Yeah. It's fun. I don't skate it, but my husband loves it. He's there. He skates it every day. Really? Yeah. 
And we got in an argument about it because again, I was like, what? This is not necessary. He's like, but people in the office skate and it's good for mental health. And I'm like, well, a Peloton would be really great for my mental health. And I know everyone in the office could use that. And he's like, no, it's different, but it's really because you know sca- skateboard decks I could buy yeah. with the Peloton money. <laughs> yeah. I know. 300. So he, he won the battle and we have it, but it's really become like a symbol in our office of like making sure. Cause he he'll stop in the middle of the day and take breaks and like it. go skate and stay after and skate and especially if that's a target market now yeah like, so it's be been really with. good for our team kind of show them the symbol of like you need to take care of yourself and yeah. like your habits or your hobbies and stuff like so that. so is that something that you guys kind of actively look out for because i mean the type of stuff you're talking addiction and mental health like mm-hmm. that's hereditary like do you mm-hmm. guys talk about it do you like, yeah very much so yeah I mean, i'm on, on, I'm stuff, on right? medicaid i'm on medication for it I got on, I got medicated after our, our daughter Ray was born. She's our oldest and it's just been a game changer for so me. So cool that and, you talk about it so openly. And my husband big. just, just got on the same medication Colby did in like July and it has been a game changer for him. Wow. Like, so he's a completely different person in terms of his stress levels. Yeah. And so, yeah, we talk a lot about it. And then in our office we do, we have, um, with our team, we, Every year, every people on our team can establish the goal how they want. Like they can do it quarterly or they can do it yearly, but we do the carry on program. So they all have a goal that they have to work on, whether it's like health or fitness, like fitness or a a new hobby they want to develop. So one of our team members is like, was going to run a triathlon. She just got pregnant. So that's changing, but that was her goal. And then another team member is like growing a garden. So we do, we try to do a lot within the workplace too, to like talk about it and like make sure that every quarter, like we're checking in with our employees. Like, how are you doing mentally? Like, how are you doing with your goals? How are you? It's really cool. So wise. So wise. It's really fun. It's cool to like, I mean, what a great way to connect with your staff. I mean, to really build a connection. Yeah, it's cool. We have a banquet every quarter with like an award ceremony kind of oh thing gosh, where we celebrate that. their achievement and what they're working on. So we try to keep, talk, make sure that the conversation around mental health is really open within our public life, but then also in our office with our employees. Good for you guys. How many employees do you have? I think it's 38. Holy crap. But some of lot. those, so some that of those, I feel like oh. I have to clarify because we don't have 38 in our office we have three kiosks right so we have one at university place fashion place and then one at utc in san diego and so at both of those all three of those locations there's about five or six employees that work there so they're not coming into the office and like working on the brand and like the development of the company necessarily but they're key to our growth because that's a channel that we're really pushing right but so there's like 22 that are in the office wow so like what percentage of your sales now are online compared to like as you're going mm. other ways the kiosks and i could not give you a direct but like, answer off it, the top of my is head it transitioning um, more? so yeah we have we're in probably so started e-commerce native so that was like where we were and then we've been really pushing owned retail so that's our kiosk and we're going to continue to scale that and then wholesale as well so we're in probably like 1500 stores yeah nationwide and then like in wow. territories like puerto rico and some of the caribbean and then we're hoping that one of our next big initiatives is international with canada and australia but so those are we have our d to c so our, our website and amazon and we count those as e-commerce that's and direct then, to consumer yes yeah, d to c yes everybody. there you go or the doctrine and covenant <laughs> either one works. yeah either one are really great for my personal life um Yes, those two. So um, our website, Amazon, wholesale, retail, and then custom, which I mentioned that yeah. we do like the custom wallets for companies. <coughs> custom swim. Yes. Yeah, we really do. We really, really have to. Swatcho party them. and then we'll design it. Yes. Yes. That we I've fun. done many swatcho parties in that building. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a great building. Do you need all it, your you really need to come see it. It's, we've do all it your so employees have space heaters under their feet as well, like Susan's? No. But Thank that goodness. building is... It's cold. Yeah, it can get cold or it can get hot. That's the thing. I walked in there in the winter for a swatch party. It was 600 degrees in there because yeah. every woman working in there had has a, a space heater under Most their Most of desk. our employees actually just bring blankets. Like if okay, you come in in the winter, smart. people just have like blankets around them. It's like, Susan, your electric bill is going to be out of control. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Oh, 
Jeez. <laughs> well, what a great story. We love having you on. We got to get you back Thank in you. here with your oh, husband. Oh, yes. Yeah, get Colby back. Yeah, Colby's got to come in here too. Cause yes, he would love it. He would love to be here. I mean, so of everything that you've talked about, because it sounds like there's some things coming up. Yeah. Like you personally, uh-huh. what are you most excited to like design and launch? Like what product coming up? Do you have one that you're like most excited about? I think the backpack will be really cool because that's like a really, it's a step in. I mean, we've designed a bag and that's been really great, but it will be cool to interesting to see if it takes, like if, if we can really step into a category. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really competitive, like we've really, um, but the design looks really good. Like it's going to be really who pretty. Does, like, do you we have, have a designer? Yeah, we have a chief brand officer who came from Stance. So he's Oh, great. really? Yeah, he's great. We oh. love him. And he's got a little team and we've got help with our um, supply chain company that helps us. They have a guy that is also really talented with that. He came from like Jansport and I think it is. So he's right. he knows his back, way around backpacks. Okay. I going to say, yeah. holy crap. I just, I probably buy two backpacks a year. Really? That's like, cool. That's right good for us to hear. Her heart. Okay. I really like this bag, but there's still some things I would change about okay. it. Okay. But my yeah, favorite I've bag always is my Nomadic bag. one that I have right oh, now. Oh, Nomadic, they do. Stuff. Yeah, they do all right. They do all right. Yeah. Well, man, cool. thank, thank you so much. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, again, I could talk to you guys for so much longer. This was so fun. We'll do a we'll, little Yeah, we'll have to do it again. We'll do some Swatcho parties. Yep. Perfect. And we will talk about the Bam Bam's wallet. I love how I always say yes when you... When you offer food, I'm like, yeah, yeah we will. We <laughs> yeah, will do that. I'll totally be there. Will. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Well, thank, thank you guys.